What's going on, everybody? CEO Joe here. It is March, and I am pumped. March Madness is finally back this year. We made it. We did it. One year later, but we're here, okay? I'm even more excited to announce that Brandon Sports has partnered with Vigit. Vigit is a sports betting app that creates an interactive community for all sports and betting fans. They have betting trends. They have the latest news, the best odds. You can download it, use the link below, download it, use promo code branded. You can go in there, you can make your own picks with Vigit coins. And here's the best part, you win actual prizes. That's right, tangible prizes, they send them right to you. It's unbelievable. But the bigger news is, Brandon Sports and Vigit have partnered together for the Vigit Challenge. That's right, March 20th live. Brandon Sports will be broadcasting from our Twitter, our Facebook, our Twitch, anywhere else that you can get Brandon Sports content. We're gonna be streaming for roughly about eight hours. Six bloggers. We're gonna be making picks all day. And one blogger, one, who has the most points at the end of the day, the most Vigit coins, is gonna win $500 cold, hard cash. All right, you're not gonna to wanna to miss a minute of it. It's gonna be intense. We've we got Stateside Vodka is sponsoring it as well. So we're gonna be all over the place. It's gonna be an absolute mess. You don't wanna miss it. Make sure you tune in live March 20th. All right, roughly around noon, we're gonna be kicking off. Until then, link below, download the Vigit app, use promo code branded, bet with us, gamble with us, and win with us all day March 20th for that hashtag Vigit challenge. The uh, Rangers, they're going to be opening day 100% capacity at the stadium. It's just, I'm just really tired of fucking Texas as a whole. Like, in everything they do, I just, sorry. I know you're a Cowboys fan, but just I hate everything about Texas. Everything, you know that scene in the office when Stanley's like, everything you do as a boss, I would do differently. That's my uh -huh. viewpoint with Texas. Everything you do, I would do it in a different way. But we have nothing in common. I got good news, guys. We have our intro. Chris Hansen here, and I'm going to need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds versus Boys. I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Yep. Idiots. Stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. Upside alert. Upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope Studio. is gone. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink. Bleach. That is the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful podcast. I'll be watching. Welcome to episode 49 of Birds vs. Boys podcast. I'm Aiden. I'm here with my partner, Kevin. We have switched things up for the time being where I am leading it in because I wanted to give the floor to my good friend. This is his episode. The Cowboys have paid Dak Prescott, gave him a long-term deal. So I thought out of the generosity in my heart to kick it over to Kevin to start to signify this big day. Kevin, how are you? I am fantastic. I'm wonderful and I'm excited. How are you? Uh, I'm alive and around. <laughs> I can't, it was 65 degrees. I don't know who my quarterback it, is, but like other things in life are well. It was it, another day where the uh, internet went out at work. So I've watched a lot of film today and we're going to get into it. But before guy. we do, and before we talk about Dak, show notes. Next week, we have Kyle Humans. 
another friend of the program, DallasCowboys.com. And obviously, we'll get into Dak talk, draft talk, everything with him. So that should be fun. Follow the uh, podcast on Twitter again, Birds vs. Boys Pod on Twitter. And I think for show notes, that's that covers it for tonight. Kevin, you have your quarterback. The floor is yours. He's staying home. He's staying home. Oh, yeah, Dak's staying home. I'm pumped, okay? I've become fully invested. I'm in now. I'm fully involved. I'm fully in. I'm on the Dak train. Let's fucking go. All right. So before I go any further, let's give the deal, I guess you could say notes, like go along with your show notes. So four years, $160 million, could go up to $164 million. $66 million signing bonus. And before I go further, I think I texted this to you earlier in the week. Can you imagine signing a piece of paper just like Aiden Powers? And as soon as you finish the S and the fucking pen comes off the piece of paper, you have $66 million just boop in your bank account. Yeah, that's how the military tries to sell kids in high school. <laughs> the recruiters show up to high school and they're like, "We're just sign your life away and you all your dreams will come true and you will be rich and you will be so successful in all your wildest dreams and there's a pot of gold at the end of the table." And they conveniently leave out the middle part where you're going to spend 8 years in the Middle East. <laughs> yeah. And then all and, of a sudden the kid wakes up and it's he's in Afghanistan. Like, "What?" Yeah, you're like, "Wait a second. This isn't how you how you Sold it when we were in the high school cafeteria. They tried to do that to me one time. I have a hilarious like military recruiter story. The Navy was at our school in the cafeteria trying to recruit kids during lunch. And that day, I forgot my notebook in the lunchroom. So everybody had left, and I was the only one. So I was like, oh, I can't get out of this. He's going to talk to me, and I have nowhere to go. Um, so he he corners me like they do. And he, the mm-hmm. Navy's trying to sell me on how great it is. And like I am very bad at saying no. Like, I can't be like, look, no, this is, I don't want to do it. I have to, I'm too nice. So I panicked and all I could think of as an excuse was I go, ah, sorry, man. I don't think the Navy's for me. I get seasick. (laughs) What did he (laughs) say? And like, it definitely took him aback. And like, I was dead serious. It was not a joke. Like, I was like, sorry, I get seasick. I can't be on boats he's like oh we could find a role for you it's not all ships and i was like i don't know it just doesn't sound like my cup of tea i'm not a i'm not a midshipman which is not a sailor i'm sorry i'll get nauseous i have this i have the same story wait what (laughs) it's not the exact it was the army right it was it was the army right so i'm walking down the hallway and like they always stop people to do push-ups for some reason they do that to you guys too no, but I can see them doing that. They would stop. They nope. stop people. Be like, "Yo, do you think you can do?" And however many their push-up test is, be like, "Do you think you do fifty push-ups?" I just went, "No," and I walked away. <laughs> nope. Nope. That's what I should have done. It's just been like, "Nah, nope." <laughs> nope. Sorry. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's how. That's pretty much what the military sells their their work as. Uh, but it would be like signing a line and getting a signing bonus of sixty-six million dollars, which is insane. So good for Dak. Yeah, uh, most signing bonus money ever in the in NFL history. He's going to make $75 million in the first year. He has a no-trade clause as well as a no-franchise tag clause. So the Cowboys cannot try and franchise him again at the end of this contract. So basically after four years, uh, he's dipping his toe right back 
in the free agency water and is going to make even more money. I think he's, I think his deal now and what could come could even be more lucrative than Patrick Mahomes because Mahomes is locked in for 10 years. Dak plays well. He's got four years and he's redoing this. Um, So the deal is really a six year deal, quote unquote, cap wise. So the Cowboys can kind of finagle things because they, you know, everybody says that Howie Roseman is a, you know, cap genius, but Steven Jones is no slouch. He knows how to work this cap. And his cap hit this year in 2021 is going to be $22.2 million. <clears throat> Carson Wentz is around $37 million and he's playing for Indy. And it saves whoa, Dallas whoa, whoa. about $15 million in cap space this year. Excuse me? It's only 33 Okay, only. So, yeah, $11 million <laughs> less to actually play for the team. The Cowboys yeah. are paying Dak twenty two and a half. The Eagles are paying Carson Wentz thirty four to play somewhere else in twenty twenty one. That's hilarious. It's amazing. It really is. Um, so, oh, and to go to go along with that, before I get into my excitement, so free agency wise, which is coming, Dallas was not going to be able to do anything until Dak was signed, basically, because they were going to have no money. So now him signing the twenty two million dollar cap hit is going to save them $15 million in cap space, which hopefully they spend now, as well as today they restructured Lyle Collins, Zach Martin, and Tyron Smith, creating another $17 million in cap space. I don't know if they're done. I could also see them maybe trying to restructure Amari Cooper to try and bring more money in. I just hope they don't restructure guys like Jalen Smith and Demarcus Lawrence because that means then they're going to be here long term. But I am excited uh, you you know me. Uh, I've said it, I think, multiple times on this program, if I'm wrong, that I really thought that a deal was not going to get done. I thought he was going to get tagged, and I thought then he was going to walk and pull Kirk Cousins next year. But I'm happy, I'm happy that that didn't happen. I'm happy that he signed the long-term deal. I don't know if I'm happy that he's going to be my quarterback for the next four years or if I'm more happy that it's not going to be on every goddamn fucking radio show and TV show every fucking minute on fox on espn like they literally have nothing else to talk about now i was about to say did get up even record today did they even have an episode without a prescott contract situation to talk about i don't even know where they go from here it's just stranded and that that also side note from there to here um skip bayless signed a new contract with fox $32 $32 million for four years, $8 million a year. ESPN was trying to outbid Fox to bring him back to ESPN to be with uh, Stephen A. Smith, but they lost out. Do you know that Fox is talking about having a, I, I can't even say this, a sports courtroom TV show with Skip Bayless a la Judge Judy, where people will come in and like fight about sports and he's like Judge Skip? I... Didn't read the whole thing. I only read the headline because it's 2021. Why would you actually read the article? Come on. Uh, That is ridiculous. I don't know anyone who tunes into sports talk television to watch Skip Bayless. I don't know how this keeps happening (laughs) and how he keeps making money and keeps getting opportunities. Someone's got to be watching. I just think it's like we don't have any other options on TV. It's like, do you want to watch first take? skip Bayless's show or get up on ESPN. And those are our options and people who crave sports are just going to watch it, but it doesn't mean there's actually talented people talking and that's how we end up. So then, then the ratings are higher 
than they should be because we're just like craving sports entertainment. So we're watching these stupid shows. You know what the best one out of all of them is? Is uh, Pro Football Focus with uh, I think is it Peter King and and Chris Sims? I think I think it's on NBC Sportsnet too. Which aren't they going bankrupt? So that show's probably going to be gone. I was about to say that show's probably going to be gone. It's uh, Florio and Chris Sims, and then Big Cat yeah, will right. come in on Friday sometimes, and yep. then it would actually yep. be pretty interesting. Yeah. Um. So that that's probably one of why I'm so excited. And then one A is that you know Dak Dak is staying. You know, is he going to bring me a Super Bowl? I, I don't know. Probably not. I just I just don't know what else they were going to do, right? Um, he's played well for them. He is a leader. If you listen to the press conference, the way he spoke, he he's just he's he is he's a leader of men. He's you know, you know he was saying all these fucking terms that i was like wow you're you are polished my friend <laughs> you are it's just he was like you know um having this on my shoulders is, is pride and you know expectations are high but you know of course no one sets expectations higher than me so listening to him was a pleasure today listening to jerry jones on the other hand i mean he was they're like so why did it take so long to sign dak and he's like well when the rooster crowed in the morning the cows teeth did not give enough milk and when the milk didn't come out enough we couldn't make cheese and the curds could not and i was like what what are we talking about jerry just say you know we didn't know if we wanted to spend this much fucking money on him but he you know twisted our arm and we had no choice so that's why it had nothing to do with the rooster crowing and a milk that ran a cow that ran out of milk maybe he's just pretending to be senile with these rooster and chicken theory stories and just so he doesn't actually have to answer tough questions and so he just goes rambles on about farm animals like it's a freaking uh uh what's that thing where the animals take over the farm animal farm uh, can't believe yes. i couldn't remember that one yeah jerry is <laughs> turning just, into every, old every story is about that yeah jerry jones on insect force can references uh tradition unlike any other from our good friend jeff kavanaugh so like how could that come up in a normal conversation i think he's just doing it on purpose i think he just doesn't want to answer the question where he was like well we weren't really sold that this guy could get it done and then he broke his leg and we saw how bad it would be without him so then we paid him that's why it took so long and instead he's like well there's the chickens and then there were the owls and then the chickens and the owls did the fornication so he's just like rambling as if he's like old and see now but i'm on and jerry jones the best the best part of these are i'm listening to the press conference and it's jerry stephen jones and dak up there and he's like yeah you know the chickens were fucking the owls and then you hear steven in the background going mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> no Look, he's been a he's been a yes man his whole life he knows he knows where the checks come from. He yes. knows what he's got to do. He should follow the Prince Harry model and just bail. Just be like, look, it's either my show or I'm done. All right. So so I'm excited. Tell me your thoughts on this from the opposite side. Uh, well, first of all, I'm happy for, for Dak himself as a person because I couldn't imagine my brother committing suicide, my mom dying, my foot being out of my skin, out of my ankle – then my foot not going the same way as my leg and just kind of being floating out there without knowing what the future would hold. And just like going back to Skip Bayless, like people bullying you for having mental health issues and then to turn around and in less than a calendar year and have 
going to snap a finger, have $75 million in your pocket, plus more over the stretch of these next four years. So as a person, because he is a good person, I'm happy for him. The one thing, let me caution you as a friend, as someone who just went through it. Now, I don't expect it to go step for step. For instance, now that you've paid him $166 million, probably don't draft a backup quarterback in the second round this year. Just no. Advice. Yeah. The kicking the can down the road with the contract restructures only works for so long. And eventually you pay the piper. I know. And so have we. And eventually that that what's that what's the the cows come to roost or whatever the saying is. I'm trying to go animal analogies for Jerry. Yes. Eventually that happens. It is essential. It always is, but even more so now after you pay your quarterback to draft well. This is a very important draft for them. I can't wait to talk draft with all these guys coming up these next few weeks. This is the most important draft for our two teams in, I I guess, our lifetime. 2016 yeah. is probably it because we both got franchise quarterbacks. And your one, yours is going to be there for a decade. And two, like mine, we were in a Super Bowl because of it. So 2016 will always be the most important draft. But this, this is pretty damn important. And then my only other take, I don't see any other team even remotely competing with the Cowboys this year. They could they could stumble to 10 and 6 and no one even comes close to the division if you ask You're me. saying the division? Yeah, and oh I'm sorry, in the division, in the NFC East, not in the in the in the league. NFC East, they could go 10 and 6 and probably win the whole thing by 3 games. Your your talk of the draft, I couldn't agree more. I think this is an extremely important draft. Obviously, for both of us, we both have top 10 picks. Eagles at 6, Cowboys at 10. And it came out today as well. The Cowboys are receiving four compensatory picks this year. They have a third-round pick, 99th overall. Fourth-round pick, 138. Fifth-round pick, 178. And then a sixth-round pick, 226. So I am very excited that they lead the league in compensatory picks. Will they pick all of those picks? Probably not. Can they use them as ammo to you know, go and get somebody, make a trade, hopefully. Um, And hopefully they can make smart trades this year. Hopefully they can, you know, in free agency and trade-wise, they're not just going to go after, you know, scrubs like HaHa Clinton Dix and throw $2 million here and $3 million here, but actually try and go after guys that, you know, maybe aren't a scheme fit in the team that they're at, like Robert Quinn wasn't anymore in Miami, and they brought him in and had a great year for Dallas. And there's going to be a lot of guys – they're going to be, you know, going on one-year deals this year. Um, Big-time players that, you know, are going to have to bank on themselves, which is going to help this Dallas team hopefully rebuild their defense, at least in the short term. So, yeah, I couldn't agree more that this offseason, the draft and free agency is beyond important now that the Cowboys have locked up Dak. You know, that window – they have Dak, but the the core around them is getting older. Tyron Smith's getting older. Zach Martin's getting older. Um, there's really not anyone left on defense besides Leighton Van Der Esch and Demarcus Lawrence, who's also getting older. So, I mean, they got to do some work. I was going to say, so we grew. Uh, we all have watched Tom Brady and the Patriots for the past 20 years, so we don't actually realize how short the NFL window is, yep. which – it makes for great parity in the league, which is why you constantly see turnover with competitors. Yep. But like you, that window is like 
three to four years and you, you just like have to hit it the right way and we'll see like you said they, they probably in a few years have to while Dak is still in the deal retool their offensive line and then draft well on defense to get some guys on rookie deals who can give you some adequate playing time and not be a turnstile so they're not in these 42 35 shootouts every week so we'll see that's that's the biggest thing to me if they pull the rat matt rule move i did not mean to see rat <laughs> matt rule move from last year where he just took strictly defensive players i don't think as a cowboys fan you should be that upset just go straight nope. like 10 to eight eight or nine defensive players the only the only offensive player i'm taking is pitts if he's there at 10 but i don't think he's going to be and the cowboys don't need him i was watching tape today i was watching i was watching kyle pitts tape today i love it i love it so much uh daniel jeremiah mocked pitts to the eagles and he said he had a lot to say about Pitts. Actually, he did like a Q and A and just like answered questions about his mock draft, which was fascinating. But his quotes stuck out to me about Pitts because he said he quote could be the best player in the draft, and he says I think they are he is one of the three best players in the draft as it is, and could turn out to be the best player in the draft. So I don't care that he's listed as a tight end. Again, best player available. I, I, I think put it in my ar- article today, but like it's like the cartoon where you try to plug one hole and then the water starts coming out of another one. When you're a bad team, that's going to happen no matter what. You're going to be that cartoon trying to plug a million holes and the water comes out of another. So if you get Kyle Pitts and the defense still sucks, looks if you took a corner and that means there's going to be less firepower for Jalen Hurts. So you just don't, it, it's not going to be a quick fix. So get the best player that there is. Well, and I think we talked about it on the last episode. Pitts is not a tight end. He's just a weapon. Yes. Oh, he yep. he's a weapon. And that's, and I believe, so Chase Sr., who, uh, mutual friend on Twitter, he said that too. He was like, he's not, a, people listening to him as T-E. No, listen to him as a W, weapon. And mm-hmm. you see the Raiders, I think we talked about this, but the Raiders do with Darren Waller all the time. Oh. So they had, they had issues. Aguilar was, ironically, their most consistent receiver. So they were lining up Waller outside and saying, look, He's our best receiving option. Someone stop him. Yep. And whoever gets pits, maybe it's Philly, maybe it's Carolina, who knows? They're going to do the same thing. Line him up on outside, someone can. Jeff Kavanaugh, who's the top fullback in the draft? Kyle Pitts. He loves Kyle Pitts, so. <laughs> he, he's good. We, we got to get Jeff good. back on the show, too. He is my grand finale to draft season guy. If we yes. can get him right at the draft, I think that'll be. Yeah, that'll fast. be great. Um, so that was the big story for the Eagles is mock drafts. People are starting every week. It's somebody new, but Kyle Pitts yeah. actually bit, bit makes sense. Not Mac Jones. All right, Aiden. Um, so before we, we talk a little more Eagles, cause I, I know you want to, I just have two questions still pertaining to Dak. So I feel like, you know, we're in the Dallas market and we're in the Philadelphia market. So I have to ask you, one of the uh, 610632. Uh, I'll ask you the question um, and I'll hang up to listen. Question. So who who won this trade, do you think? Was it the Cowboys or was it Dak? Dak won. He got paid. And he didn't he get everything. tagged. He bro- he broke his leg. The bone came out of his leg. The foot was not attached to his leg. And he got $166 million after that. You know, usually it's the opposite. You have a big long contract. You get injured. It screws it all up. 
This almost worked in his favor where he got hurt. Not that the team was doing well. You brought it up last week. They were losing to the Giants when he went out, and the team was a disaster. If the Falcons weren't a terrorist organization, the, the Cowboys might have one win at that point. So I think uh, – I do think he was the emotional leader, though, when he went out. Like They realized – we cannot compete without him. What's our other option if we don't bring him back? We have to pay this guy, even with the compound fractured ankle, and he got paid. I think Dak is the clear winner here. I think he is as well. I think he won every dot, every T, um, every line. You know, the no trade clause, the no tag clause. It's a four-year deal, not a five, which he wanted. So then he can jump right back in free agency in four years. I, I clearly think. You know, Dak won this. And Jerry Jones even said in the press conference, he goes, anything good I've paid for in life, I've overpaid for. And that's literally what Jerry said. He goes, I when I when I, you know, paid for the Cowboys, people laughed at me for what I paid. And now look at me. So I think Jerry knows, wink, wink, hint, hint. He knows he overpaid. But at the same time, he had to overpay to get his quarterback. But to piggyback off that, Jerry knowing he's overpaying and paying it. Do you think he knows something that we don't know? Cause Jerry always knows something we don't know when it comes to the NFL. And he's so high yeah. up in the hierarchy of the leadership and the owners. Do you think he knows the numbers of this TV deal that are coming in and that he knows that the, the cap in the coming years is just going to skyrocket and this deal isn't going to hurt him as bad as people think it may right now. So I don't know if he knows the exact numbers. I don't know if he has some inside information. He's got the secret president's book because he is Jerry Jones. I think it's just fair to assume. Like I think you and I sitting here even realize this is the state of affairs. There's going to be an extra game soon. There's going to be 17 games, which is automatic revenue. The salary cap is going to go up because fans are soon going to be allowed back in the stadium. There was a cut this year. That's not going to keep happening. Knock on wood. Let's stay virus free in these next few years. And it's just uh, the salary cap has continually gone up. It's gone down, but it was because of a national pandemic. You erase that at a game. The the popularity of the game rises. It's just fair to assume. So I think they're assuming that the TV deal is, is. Yeah, you're right. So that more television rights for different things and do streaming services like there's so many more avenues for the NFL. And we're going to see. You were already seeing it with these like Saturdays, constant Saturday games. You're going to probably see Friday games. Like you're going to see Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday soon, and Monday. I agree. Like, you're going to see a five day week for the NFL. Can you imagine being in the NFL, like in those rooms with the different networks? Be like, oh, so what did you pay last time? You paid, you know, 1.5 billion a year. He's like, triple it. Like, I, yeah. I don't know if we could. All right, bye. Yeah. Yeah. They can they can call the shots however the fuck they want it. It's going to be a blank check situation with this. And, and there's more, if, like we said, there's going to be more of the consume. There's more playoff teams. There's seven playoff teams. And I know that doesn't equate to more games, really. Um, actually, it does. There's one more playoff game, isn't there? Three. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, there's yeah. only one bye. Yeah, so there's two more playoff games on each side. Everyone's going to play an extra game. There's talks next year instead of doing that like super wild card Sunday where it's three Saturday, three Sunday, it would be three Saturday, two Sunday, one Monday night game. One Monday night game. Yep. 
and think about the revenue that think about plopping one of those games prime time on a Monday night for the playoffs. I think that would be a home run if they did it. I think the Amazon streaming that they have, I think there's going to be more mm-hmm. games where you can do that and, and watch on there. And there's just so many more platforms to do it. So does Jerry Jones have insider information? You know, I don't know, but I think it's, he's a, he's a smart businessman mm-hmm. who pretends to be dumb with his animal sayings but he he has a fair idea of how this is going to work yep and i also think talking about streaming there's going to be so many more ways for out of town fans to watch their favorite teams a la me with the dallas cowboys living in pennsylvania Mm -hmm. instead of having to get you know dish network to get the nfl ticket which you know you put the dish up and six minutes later it's frozen so i think there's going to be ways that people are going to pay for like i'd be willing to pay to be able to watch all 16 dallas cowboy excuse me 17 dallas cowboys games um and that's going to lead to a lot of illegal more even illegal streams now but you know the nfl they'll find some kind of way to kibosh that and make their money i was about to say they they crack down on a little bit and then uh just another thing that we didn't talk about the rise of gambling. I know Illinois just started. There was a the sports book. They passed all gambling in Illinois. And they're just as more states do it, you're going to have more people interested and more people betting on it and more people watching games. And just as as gambling increases, TV revenue is going to increase. Fantasy football, like all of these things with NFL red zone and things like that. Yeah, it, it's going to skyrocket. And then also just the quarterback market. Like eventually yep. we're going to hit a ceiling. And I don't know what quarterback class it's going to be, but eventually an owner is going to say, no, I am not overpaying this quarterback. I'm done. I will find someone in the draft. And it's not going to be Dak. But I don't know. Maybe it's next year. Maybe they're like, you know, Lamar hasn't taken that step. I doubt it. I think he's going to, again, he and Josh Allen will get paid more. Baker Mayfield, maybe like they're all going to get paid more than Dak because it just keeps going up and up and up every quarterback class we see. Yep. It's wild. It's completely insane, the money that's being thrown out there. But, hey, it's what they can do. Mm-hmm. we got to hit a ceiling eventually with, with the you quarterback would think. market. You I would think. think. But I, maybe not. <sighs> All right. So let's uh, let's get You got any more uh, Eagles before we get out of here? Well, I guess we could stay with the quarterback market and just uh, our murky quarterback situation. Or if it is murky anymore. So the rumor and the story this week is that Jeffrey Lurie has told the personnel department and coach Sirianni Jalen Hurst is QB one, figure the rest out and build around him. Wink. Yeah. Yeah. I love the, if you're not watching, we're, we're both winking right now, but yeah. Yeah. Do you believe him? So I do. I don't, I can kind of play devil's advocate on both sides. So one, he's right. If you, if you think this kid is good, stop dicking around and build around a quarterback for once. You're never going to know if these people are any good and worth investing in if you never invest around in a system that can work for them. If you take Justin Fields, leave Jamar Chase in the waste bin for somebody to pick up at seven or eight, you are never going to allow these people to grow within the system. But on the other hand, should Jeffrey Lurie be the one making this call as the owner of the team and saying, 
this guy is QB1 when his personnel department could be saying Justin Fields has three times the grade as we had on Hertz. We think he could be three times better. We think all pro is the floor for Justin Fields. And that could get passed up because the owner is is pulling the string where he is the overseer and telling everyone else, you bow down to me. This is my call. And that's not the way it should be. That's you might as well not even have a general manager and go the route of Jerry Jones and just be owner GM. And that, that was one of the first things I thought of. I thought to myself, you know, if Jerry Jones pulls this move, all of Philadelphia Twitter is is just getting their jokes off on the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. If Jerry Jones pulls that move. And now it's our owner pulling that move. I think it's a huge red flag. It's a huge red flag. And again, we're in this situation where, yeah, he says it, but the personnel department might not agree because a lot of them are high on Justin Fields and Mort said that they were high on Zach Wilson. And then you get in the draft room and no one's on the same page. And that Mort report this week even said it. They were in the war room and weren't on the same page and they had Justin Jefferson graded higher and they panicked and took Rager. That can't happen again. How does does that even happen in a professional football war room? How do you, how do you, how does it happen? And then you keep your job. This is, is yeah. my question, and it's been my question. And we're fifty days away from the draft. Can't wait to see how it goes this time around. <laughs> yeah, I, I I mean, I don't know if I'm the Eagles. Do I want to build around Hertz to keep continuity? Probably. See what he's got. At least give the you know you draft him in the second round this year. But at the same time, like you said, if you have one of these quarterbacks, you know graded out extremely high like Zach Wilson like Chris Sims has him saying he's you know he's a generational talent blah 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 it's a quarterback league and you are a quarterback factory you know we are the, the factory's got to keep churning every year I got a sweatshop in Indonesia we're gonna be churning out Nike shoes <laughs> yeah it's a it's a tough call it really is I did you see enough out of Jalen Hurts this past what six games that he played? No, I I didn't. I but I, everyone's going to say, oh well, you were you're the Carson Wentz protagonist. So you're in the upper one percent of Carson Wentz followers. So you're saying that. But I saw Jalen Hurts hit the same wall as Wentz, where you look out there and you're like, okay, who was he going to throw it to? Mm-hmm. How is he going to survive this play with that offensive line? So I, I didn't see enough. But again. This team isn't talented, and we keep blaming the quarterback when everything else goes wrong, and 52 other guys aren't good enough. But I want to bring Vince in because he actually floated a theory out to us about this, about this Jalen Hurts situation. So, producer Vince, come on in here earlier than the TikTok tonight. Um, Let's get your theory out here because I actually liked it a lot. Let's present it to the people. Yeah, so is he saying, like, like everyone on Twitter got mad, like, he's turning some kind of uh, Jerry Jones tyrant, but I feel like he like what he's saying is this team stinks. Don't draft the quarterback of the future when there's nothing else for him because we tried it before. We caught lightning in a bottle in 2017. It worked for one year, and then Carson Wentz is gone now. So like we drafted him, there was no team. He threw to Doriel Green Beckham for a year. Like there was no team around him. Now there's even less of a team than there was then. So why draft a guy like Zach Wilson or Justin Fields or someone who you think is going to be the future and like not have anything for him here? So I feel like he's saying 
build a team, and then maybe three, four years down the road, we'll talk about a quarterback. Yeah, so I, I do, I like that theory because it's like, okay, build, build the pieces first, and then mm-hmm. let's figure out everything else because you yeah, have we tried getting the quarterback first and it didn't work. So try something else next time. Yeah. Then we had the quarterback. Then we had two quarterbacks, really. Then we had three quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And we have way too many quarterbacks. And we didn't have anything else. So it's like, okay, we got to build a foundation first. And look, quarterback is the hardest piece to find. So if you, I, I see it both ways. If you think there's a, if you have a grade on Zach Wilson and Justin Fields and you were like, this is 100% a home run, we need to take him, I'm not going to be mad. But again, Vince, like you said with your theory, you're just going to be bringing this person into a broken system. Yeah, we have no weapons in place. We have a new coaching staff, so we don't even know what the system is. Like, we can't draft a quarterback to fit the system if we the don't. System know what gonna the system is going to be very is. easy, so that they can run fast and do things. <laughs> so. I really hope this team does well for that guy's sake, or else that press conference will, will live in infamy. That will be worse than the Allen Iverson practice press conference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also. Who told Mort this? Howie. Who do we think told? Yeah, Howie. Alshon. No. <laughs> it makes no because it, it's perfectly timed, right? Because everyone in Philly yes. was like, "Oh, Zach Wilson. Like, we kind of want a quarterback." And Howie's like, "No, we're not drafting a quarterback, and it's not my fault." Here's why. So he's he he leaked this out. So we don't draft a quarterback. No one's mad at him. Everyone's mad at Jeff, the master of self-preservation. The rat Howie Roseman does it again. I was about to say. So Doug's gone, so there's no more leaks about Doug. Carson's gone, so there's no more leaks about Carson. Blaming everything on them, so there's got to be a new target. It's it's Jeffrey Lurie now. He's going. Yep. He's swinging up now. Now he's swinging up at Jeffrey Lurie. But yeah, it, it makes everybody bad. Everybody look bad, and the Eagles organization report like this comes out. Except Howie Roseman. I he can't wait till. Just, I can't wait till somehow Howie Roseman. Just like since he has some spell over Jeffrey Lurie, he's like, I will now buy the team from you for $3. Jeffrey Lurie's like, yes. I need to know yes. what Howie Roseman walked in on Jeffrey Lurie doing because there's no reason this guy should have a job in Philadelphia. I I have no idea. And it, I just don't – I don't know. I really – I am at a loss for words. Unless and it's, it's like un- the thing like – it could be the thing like in The Godfather where like, how, like they knew Sonny wasn't going to be the next guy like – they knew he couldn't do it. He had too much of a hot head. He wasn't smart enough to do it. But it looked like he had no other options because he had Fredo. I won't comment about him. And then Michael was out of the family. So they didn't, like, he, he was going to have to figure it out. And then, you know, Sonny gets too big, too much of a hot head, and the Don's got to step in. Don't draft quarterback. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, the Don comes in and has to handle business. Yeah. Say enough. Like, you, can enough. Act like, you can act like a man and not draft a quarterback. You can act like a man. Love that movie. Surprised you've seen that for how young you are. It's, I was yeah. going to say, it's in the back round right there. Yep. That's my dad's favorite movie, too. All Love comes it. full circle. All yeah, the quarterbacks. And that, matches, and that poster matches my eyes. It, it look, I can't tell what color it is. It it's like heart. black. It's light blue. Oh. It looks very black. And I was like, wait, what's wrong with your eyeballs? Um, I have a question for you that's not... It's Philadelphia related, but not quarterback related, but protecting the quarterback. Do you see any realization to the Brandon Brooks trade rumors? No, it wouldn't make any sense. It, it right? wouldn't save you that much. Yeah, it wouldn't save you that much cap space to do it. So, like, I get it from the sense of, oh, 
he's a veteran. We're not competing this year. Might as well move on. But even if you did move on, it, I don't think it would net you that much. From a cap space situation, it wouldn't. And draft stock, he's coming off another major injury. Yeah. I, I don't so know what, what you get. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You're not. You're getting him at his lowest value. So I, I think he'll be with the team. If you're trying to compete, why would you blow up your best unit on the team? They're not trying to compete, but yeah. But it, I, get I mean, going. why keep? But at that point, why keep Lane Johnson? Why keep Jason Kelsey? Get rid of them all if you're going to get rid of one of them. Because I sure. I don't think they really hold that much trade value. Like Lane Johnson coming off another. He's not played a full season again, whether it's suspension or or injury. Again, he's uh, not played the full season. They just I'm, restructured his deal. I know I haven't said this out loud yet, but Seahawks need an offensive line. <laughs> there we there go. You go. There you go. Helps with the trade. All right, let's get into the Seahawks. All right, well, let's do our TikTok of the night because it kind of pertains to the Dak Prescott situation. Russell Wilson. One of the names on his list was the Cowboys. Cowboys have to be off the list, you would assume, now. So let's talk about top three destinations for Russell Wilson. All right. Do you want to start? Because you're always the top of the triangle. I was about to say, we have our pyramid back together. We were missing Vince last week, but we got it back. The gang is back together. We got the band back together. So I'll go first. Three to one. Yes, we are civilized people here. So... At three, I have the Chicago Bears. I don't know realistically the chances of this happening, but the Bears have been that team that they're like, well, they're in on everybody. They are checking. They are trying. I don't know if it'll actually happen. Three for me is the Houston Texans. Uh, Again, I don't know, just like you said with the Bears, if this is actually going to happen. But the more and more and more reports that come out, they keep saying Deshaun Watson is not going to play again for this organization. Will he play for Seattle? Possibly would be a great trade, Deshaun, for Russell. Uh, Number three, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't think the Steelers believe in Ben anymore. I'm not joking. I think I think the Steelers are a legit option. I don't think they believe in Ben anymore. I think you need to convince Juju to stay, and I think the way you do that is with an actual good quarterback. That's fair. Okay. I, mean, I could I could definitely see Russ in the black and gold. See, I can't. I could I I could see it. I can. All right. At two, I have the Seahawks because half of this, I think, is just this BS drama. It's almost like a reality TV show. This almost feels staged. feels like I'm watching an episode of The Bachelorette where the producers are like, well, we have all this time to kill between now and the season. Let's just insert some drama here. And it's Russell Wilson complaining about just God knows what. So at two, I have the Seahawks just staying exactly where he's at. Two for me, also the Seattle Seahawks, him just staying there. This whole thing, like I've said, is the most passive-aggressive Russell Wilson thing of all time. Go Hawks. Um, I will. I, I don't want to trade. I love it here. Go Hawks. I want to stay here. I don't want to go anywhere. Go Hawks. But if I go anywhere besides Go Hawks, I'll go to these four historic teams. It's It just seems phony to me, and everything that Russell does besides his deep ball seems phony to me. All right. Thanks for uh, thanks you two for completely delegitimizing this entire thing. <laughs> like we're doing this, but we don't think it's actually gonna happen. <laughs> I, I do. No. Well, here's the thing. He's. It's not my number. I have a number one team. I will say this. Every relationship. If if you are saying, and we, I think we talked about this, and you might not have been here. What relationship works in the context of 
well, I don't want a divorce, but if I did, here's the other people I would bang. Like, that's yep. just like not how life works. So the fact that he's in this situation where he's like, yeah, I don't want to trade from the Seahawks, but if they did trade me, here's the teams that I want to go to. Like, you yep. can't have a wish list and also be happy where you're at. It's just like no relationship has ever worked out like that. So I will Even say there's, there's definitely fire with the smoke. Both your girlfriends and my wife all have a wish list, just so you guys know. Yeah, all three of me. <laughs> that TikTok would be easy. <laughs> All right, back to reality or football. Uh, number two, I have a shocking one, I think, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. So I think this deal with Dak has all been a hoodwink and bamboozle just so they can trade this team-friendly contract to the Seahawks, bring in Russ, and then be bad with Russ instead. <laughs> I love Alrighty. the way you phrase that. <laughs> trade value, you don't have to give it up as many picks now. Yep. You just get Russell Wilson and don't have to give up all the picks. True. Don't all right. I, I, at one, I have the Miami Dolphins. I think the last piece they have is a quarterback. I don't know how sold they are on Tua. I think Sierra wears the pants in that relationship and kind of has say in what city they live in next. So if they go to another city, she'll want to live in Miami. And again, cap space is the name of the game this year. Miami could pull it off. I know the Saints were on his list. Not going to happen. The Bears maybe can pull it off, and obviously Dallas is off. So the one remaining team on his wish list of, well, if I got divorced, here's who I'd want to sleep with, is the Miami Dolphins. I would love to see him launching missiles to Jamar Chase down in Miami. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Uh, Number one for me is the Chicago Bears. I could see him in that bear uniform, bear down. Sierra, like you just said, apparently loves Chicago. So does Russ. They just put out a picture of themselves next to the bean. Um, you you were correct on saying that they're connected to everyone. But the more and more I listen and read, they are the only real true option if he doesn't stay in Seattle would be him going to the Bears. So uh, bear down. If we're talking about connections to cities, so Russell Wilson's wife Sierra has a kid with Future, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure Future. I'm pretty sure Future is on a track with Meek Mill. Meek Mill's from Philly, so he's coming to the Eagles. It couldn't be more obvious. Here's the package: we <laughs> Jalen Hurts, uh, the Colts, uh, the Colts, uh, pick. Yeah, the pick, the w- conditional pick. Conditional second could be a first. Yeah, so we get this year's first round Colts pick and then another first round pick. That gets you Russell Wilson. Who says Finally. Eight years later, or whenever he was drafted, nine years at this point. Nine years later, we finally get Russell Wilson after we tried to draft him in 2011. Yep, Russell Wilson to Kyle Pitts 50 times this year. Don't hate it. Do not hate it. TikTok. That's all I had. Oh, I forgot that we were supposed to say something after that. (laughs) All right. Well, that's our TikTok for tonight. I think, like we talked about, the Russell Wilson divorce. If you're on the fence, guess what? It's actually over. So we'll see. But it sounds like between our two teams, we know who our quarterbacks are going to be. So I I think Russell Russell Wilson. 
<laughs> if it's up to Vince, Russell Wilson is finally coming to the Eagles. Um, so that's all we got there. That's all we got for the show tonight. Again, next week we will be on with Kyle Humans. I'm assuming Dak Prescott may come up one time or two then. But also maybe three. maybe three. Who knows? Especially if he gets traded to the Seahawks like Vince assumes. Um, but no. So he is also on the draft show. I'm assuming we're going to talk a lot of draft. So as you guys know, we get pretty amped up about that. That is our Super Bowl because our teams don't often play in the Super Bowl. So yep. that'll be interesting. And again, follow Birds vs. Boys Pod on Twitter. And Vidget, it was introed at the beginning of the show. Thank you, Vince, for plugging it. They are sponsoring this big event. March Madness is coming up. College basketball, full swing, March Madness, March 20th. Kevin and I will be in this live stream. We're betting on games. Winner, whoever does the best that day, plus structure, we'll explain it to you later. But winner takes home $500, and Me. it is sponsored by Stateside Bach. So we got a lot going on, football and abroad, coming up. And next week, we'll be back with another show. Who knows what's going to go on between now and then with Eagles rumors and the Cowboys will be players in free agency. That was a lot of fun. And um, <laughs> drink Stateside Vodka. Chris Hansen here, and I'm going to need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds vs. Boys. I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Yeah. Stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. Upside alert. Upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope Dude, is gone. No. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach. That is the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful podcast. I'll be watching.